Hi, everyone, and welcome to Val Talks Pets, the forum for pet parents and enthusiasts alike. Having been in the pet industry for over 10 years now, I'm going to share with you issues and questions that arise as I work with pet parents on a day-to-day basis. I am not a veterinarian, but I do have certifications in canine, feline, small animal, fish and herptile, and avian health and nutrition from the University of California, Davis Extension. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this spotlight episode of Valtox Pets. In this spotlight, I'm going to highlight a breed of dog that I think is being very misused and not appreciated for who they are. This is the poodle. The unbelievable doodle trend and oodle for every crossbreed you could think of really has me shaking my head. I don't understand why everything has to be crossed with a poodle. What is wrong with a poodle? Well, I think there is nothing wrong with a poodle. So let's explore poodles and then talk a bit more about all this crossbreeding. People often think of poodles as those little dogs that old rich ladies carry around that are spoiled and wear blingy collars, etc. But the original standard poodle, although often thought of as being French, actually originated from Germany. Now, the confusion comes from the fact that France has since made the poodle their national dog. According to the American Kennel Club, Poodles were originally bred to be water retrievers. Yup, just like the trusty lab, poodles were meant to splash into the water and retrieve ducks and other birds back to their masters. And nice to know that some waterfowl hunters still use poodles in the field today. Poodles are quite known for their looks but they are also very athletic, eager, and intelligent. Poodles do very well in service as trained registered service dogs, and they also do very well as therapy dogs, and get this, have even been trained to be truffle hunters due to their keen noses. Because the poodles originated as retrievers, according to Poodle Mojo, It is believed that the breed originated from crosses of several water dogs, including Spanish, Portuguese, French, German, Hungarian, and Russian water dogs. There are other theories as well that include originating from the North African Barbet or from Asian herding dogs. Eventually, the dogs made it to Gaul, and were used for their hunting abilities. As quoted from Poodle Mojo, the truth is that no one really knows where the poodle descended from. Whatever its ancestry, this is a very old breed. So interesting that as a very old breed, the poodle size did not begin to be tampered with until the 1400s. Basically, to appeal to the Parisian bourgeoisie, First came the miniature poodle, and then the toy. And if you can find a positive in breed tampering, at least these smaller versions were bred 
by breeding smaller poodles to smaller poodles, as opposed to introducing another breed. However, that in and of itself can be an issue, as I have pointed out many times. If they just happen to have a slightly smaller dog, and it was used to breed to a slightly smaller dog from another litter, we're not really in that area of concern. It is when breeders breed specifically runts to runts that we have a problem. What they were doing in the 1400s, we don't know. But possibly there was some integrity here, as we have confidence that the health and genes of the first miniatures and toys was found. So poodles at this time, interestingly, were either strong working dogs or companion dogs. The standards were hunting or truffle hunting, and the miniatures and toys were carried around by the nobility and wealthy class. According to Poodle Mojo, during the Renaissance, well-to-do owners often carried their poodles in their large shirt sleeves, leading to the nickname sleeve dogs. Looking at the registration of the breed, the the Kennel Club in England registered their first poodle in 1874, and the Poodle Club in the U.S. first registered their first poodle in 1896. The club disbanded but was re-established in 1931. The American Kennel Club recognized the breed in 1887. So let's look at the different sizes of poodles. The American Kennel Club determined that there are three different types of poodles, standard, miniature, and toy. As I have pointed out in past episodes, teacup is not accepted by any breed association. And I would definitely put out a caution for not only acquiring a teacup of any breed, but also participating in perpetuating this size. According to breed standards from the Canadian Kennel Club, a standard poodle is over 15 inches at the highest point at the shoulder. A poodle 15 inches or under at the highest point at the shoulder with a minimum height in excess of 10 inches is a miniature. The toy poodle is 10 inches or under at the highest point at the shoulder. Poodles in general are very versatile and quick to please. In terms of activity level, the smaller poodles can suit the owners, but the standards need lots of exercise. This versatility and intelligence is what makes them great candidates for service. Now, let's talk about the coat of a poodle. A poodle is considered a non-shedding dog. Their coat is dense, harsh, and frizzy or curly. To maintain health and grooming, a poodle will need to be trimmed, and it is recommended that an experienced groomer with hand scissoring be used to get the proper coat maintenance for a poodle. Their coat should be brushed and combed in between grooming as a must. In terms of the cuts that poodles can get, there is the basic maintenance cut, and then there are a whole bunch of other cuts that poodle groomers know, plus all the show cuts. 
The one that always raises eyebrows when seeing a standard poodle trotting in the show ring is the one where they have puffs of hair around the ankles, but part of the body is shaved. Well, this cut has history. According to the American Kennel Club, the ubiquitous poodle cut is actually all about function. So going back to the poodles as retrievers, less hair would make the poodles more efficient swimmers, but more vulnerable to cold water. To get the best of both worlds, poodle owners place puffs of hair around the joints and the upper torso to protect the joints and vital organs. Now that is some interesting info, is it not? In terms of show cuts, there are three varieties. The Continental Clip, the Modified Continental Clip, or the English Saddle. Puppies in competition have the official Puppy Clip, which is an even length all over the body. But if you have a poodle that just needs a good haircut, make an appointment with a groomer that is experienced with poodles. Let's look at some of the common health issues to be aware of with poodles. Bloat, which is gastric dilation and volvulus, occurs when gas becomes trapped in a dog's stomach. According to vetpetguide.com, because poodles have deep chests, they are especially prone to developing extreme bloat. This is an extremely painful disorder and should never be left unchecked as it can be fatal. Addison's disease is unproductive adrenal glands. Here, the adrenal glands insufficiently produce cortisol and aldosterone hormones. There is no cure for Addison's disease, but after careful diagnosis, it can be treated daily with oral medication and the poodle can go on to lead a full and happy life. Hip dysplasia is also a concern. Older poodles are more commonly affected, though there can be signs in pups as young as five months. This is why I say you should always be very careful when purchasing dogs, especially in the purebred area, and demand eye and hip certifications. In this case, the condition is often a result of an underdeveloped or overdeveloped socket or weak ligaments, which causes the ball of the joint to become dislodged from the socket. This continual dislocation and relocation eventually compromises the joint's integrity and causes hip dysplasia. Epilepsy is a disorder referring to seizures. Seizures are more common in poodles than other breeds. This is not a death sentence, and with careful diagnosis from a veterinarian, the proper medication can mean a full and happy life. Thyroid issues can also affect poodles. The improper function of the hormone thyroxine that is responsible for regulating a dog's metabolism is at issue, and this hormone will also assist in proper heart brain, liver, and kidney functions. Again, a veterinarian can properly diagnose this condition and help with medications. Progressive retinal atrophy is a condition affecting the photoreceptors in a dog's retina and prevents the capture of light 
There is no cure for this, but there has been good science that has found ways to slow the process. This condition is hereditary, provoked by a gene mutation, and can be detected with DNA testing. Remember what I said about hip and eye certifications. In the long run, surgery may be effective for a poodle with this condition. Okay, luxating patella is one more condition. All types of poodles can be affected by this. Luxating patella is usually genetic, but other conditions can cause it to develop, like poor nutrition, excess joint stress, and other medical problems. In this case, the patella that slides in a groove in the femur when the knee joint moves, the patella may slip out to the inside of the stifle joint. There is a lot more to look into with luxating patella, but the idea is to catch it early and treat through your veterinarian. And last but not least is the possibility for poodle puppies to have hypoglycemia. Typically developing within four months of birth, this is the sudden drop in blood sugar. This can occur due to stress or routinely not eating enough and can be fatal. So again, be careful with your choice of breeder and keep an eye if you suspect the, the puppy's sugar is dropping. Some honey rubbed on the gums may sort the situation, but a trip to the vet should follow. Despite these health concerns with poodles, generally speaking, poodles are strong dogs that make amazing pets. Did you know that a team of poodles ran the Iditarod? Yep, a fellow by the name of John Souter raced a team of poodles in 1991. They finished in the lower middle of the pack, earning an eternal spot in Iditarod trivia books. It's a great story, and one I might just highlight in another episode. One of the poodle's biggest attributes is the fact that they are considered hypoallergenic. Because their coats rarely shed, they have less allergens released into the air. So that brings me to the doodle craze. In my episode on crossbreeding and designer dogs, I talked about how Wally Conron was the first to breed labs with poodles to try and get a hypoallergenic guide dog. Wally Conron himself candidly spoke about his huge regret doing this and how he opened a Pandora's box of bad breeding and breed tampering, opening a flood of crossbreed dogs often created by cash-seeking individuals. Wally's original idea was to create a dog that was less likely to cause an allergic reaction in the client's spouse who needed a guide dog. Wally bred several litters before finding one that the spouse reacted to minimally. This mindset is often behind a lot of the crossbreeding to access the low allergen level of the poodle. But look at this scientifically. How can you regulate the actual DNA that is being combined between the two dogs? If you take a golden retriever that is furry and sheds and cross it with a poodle, how much of the DNA will be taken from the golden? 
Basically, there is absolutely no guarantee that you will get any reduction in allergen. So what was the point of crossing these two breeds? I interviewed senior groomer and owner Christine Santon from the Spa Grooming Salon a few years ago. And she said that almost 80%, if not more, of her clients were Labradoodles and Golden Doodles. And she said all of them had undercoats, which means shedding and no hypoallergenic property. But here's something to consider. If you cross a poodle with another hypoallergenic dog, low shedding like a Bichon or Maltese, you will receive the low shedding genes from both parents. And these dogs would be typically hypoallergenic. But crossing a poodle with a Bernese Mountain Dog, a Lab, a Golden, a Husky, a St. Bernard, any of the furry dogs means you no longer have a hypoallergenic dog. So my question is, what was the point of the crossbreeding? Why wouldn't you just get a Golden or a poodle. I truly do not get this. So before I go off here anymore, let's go to my pet peeve section. So personally, I do not understand the breeding and the seeking of a poodle crossbreed. Poodles are great dogs. They are hypoallergenic, intelligent, versatile, and make great companions. Goldens, Labs, Bernese, etc. all have the attributes of their breed but are not hypoallergenic. The info on crossbreeds with poodles keeps touting that these crosses are hypoallergenic, but how could that possibly be? I can see where the allergen level may be less because of the poodle, but fully hypoallergenic? I don't think so. And if someone were to have a golden retriever poodle mix and find that they had little to no reaction, then they lucked out. The DNA went more heavily towards the poodle, but you can't guarantee that will happen to every litter. Just look at Wally Conron. I can also see where people that breed these crossbreeds can continue to lower the allergen through breeding those particular dogs to another particular dog, just like Wally did. But again, I don't get the point. What was wrong with getting a poodle? And because crossbreeds are not regulated, how do you guarantee that there wasn't another breed in there somewhere? You can't. Some doodle breeders, a name I hate by the way, do belong to a club that can create a registration of sorts, and that is helpful to know what dogs were bred. But you can slap whatever cutesy name you want on the dog. Bernadoodle, have a poo, that one's hilarious, multi-poo, what have you. These are still crossbreeds. Crossbreeds, when the dice rolls well, can exhibit the best of both breeds. But there is no guarantee of that. It truly is a crapshoot. And I've said this many times before. A crossbreed being sold to the tune of $3,000 is absolute highway robbery, in my opinion. So, 
I spotlighted the poodle on this episode to try and raise awareness of this fantastic breed. It breaks my heart that this truly old breed is being used like the base ingredient for a mixed breed recipe. This breed does not deserve to be used like the flour in a cake mix. I give kudos to the registered poodle breeders that are fighting to keep the poodle breed alive with its historical genes and attributes. Please, if you would love to have a dog, but someone is allergic, look into the poodle. Not a crossbreed poodle, a poodle. Do some research and call a registered breeder. Because as I say, knowing is caring. Thank you for listening to Val Talks Pets. Please remember to follow or subscribe to ensure that you never miss an episode. To really help the show and to make it easier for others to find, please rate and review each episode that you find interesting and helpful. And don't forget that you can also email me at val at valtalkspets.com with topics you would like me to address or with any questions you may have. Also, check out my website at valtalkspets.com and let me know what you think and how we can improve upon it. Thanks for caring.